Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and live and make decisions. But when everyone disagrees, how do we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all that information overload and choose what governs our lives? As we pray and process these things, we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Joe. I was seeing if you would look up if I said questions funny. <laughs> he did eventually. I was. I was reading the the show notes as being yeah. prepped for this question. Oh, I'm glad that. Asked me. For, I'm forgive glad me that. for being prepared, Joe. I like that your definition of prepared is while you're reading the intro to this well, podcast. <laughs> how, how many times have I heard the intro? That's true. Uh, I was thinking more about the time. Never mind. It's okay. It's really okay. Actually, in this question... Um, is fun for at least you. I know this one is near and dear to your heart. Yes. Um, and because there are a, a lot of folks that we've interacted with over the years that have a version of this inside of them. I'm not even sure I don't have a version of this inside of me that I have to fight against with truth. Um, but the question, the simple part of the question is, is it God just waiting for me to mess up? Mm-hmm. Like every time I make a mistake, sake, every time I fall into sin, every time I don't do what thing I'm supposed to do, isn't God just keeping score and waiting to prove how awful I am? I mean, isn't that really how God interacts with us? <laughs> yeah. What, what's he waiting for? I don't know because I've failed plenty of times. That's so. my point. Like, like if, if God's waiting around, what's he got to wait for? Yeah, like, like tipping the scales just enough. And yeah. It, it, so the, the, I get the idea because I was raised with the idea too, that like God is uh, watching. I call it, I call it having a mindset that God is an inspecting God mm. So he's watching, he's always watching, and he shows up in our life once a day, and he um, passes inspection, you know? So that He's my, like Roz from Monsters, Inc. That's exactly Always yeah. watching. Yeah. <laughs> my, my friend, David Ferguson, uh, who introduced me to these ideas a lot, actually had a big influence on my life. Uh, he would talk about how his dad was a drill sergeant, literally. Mm. And so you would clean your room, and he'd come in and like check the corners of the bed, you know, kind of run the white glove over things and see if there was dust anywhere. And that's how we think about God sometimes that God is watching, he's running the white glove over. And if we fail, if we sin in a certain way, especially if it's a taboo sin that our church harps on, um, that we fail inspection and we're back to square one or God is frustrated or disappointed with us. Yeah. The, the, that is a logic that a lot of us have, including me. And like you, you said, including you, the flaw in that logic is the thought that we ever would pass inspection. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the flaw is that somehow we think that we had our room so orderly that there were times in our life that God inspected it and it was fine. Hmm. The scripture says our good deeds are like filthy rags to God. Mm-hmm. So no matter how moral or good or well-behaved you are, your room is always filthy. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've always likened that to um, – Two things, and I'm laughing because my one buddy, who's actually a water engineer, loves this question because of things we don't want to hear about. But, you know, if I handed you a glass of water and it looked clean, but I said, it's only got about 2% poop in it. Yeah. You'd be like, wait, what? Yeah. You know, like, no, it's 98% pure. It's fine. Yeah. It's really cl- close to being perfect. You're like, yeah. wait, what? 
You're like, you wouldn't drink it. You wouldn't touch it. Now, my water engineer buddy's like, you don't want to know how much poop's in your water. <laughs> but, uh, and it's not 2%, but like, um, that's your milk. Um, but, <laughs> but no, it, it, we take that to a whole different level. And it's kind of the same thing with, you know, something more serious, like a cancer diagnosis. If the doctor came in and said, congratulations, you're 99% cancer free. You did not just hear 99% free. You heard, excuse me? Right. And so if we take, if we, goodness gracious, if we took all of our flaws and issues and mistakes with us to what we would hope is perfect paradise one day with God in heaven, we're just going to end up right back here because all of that just starts to metastasize in us again. And suddenly it's destroying things. I don't want any of it to come with me. Right. So our good deeds are still poopy water. Yeah, that's right. There's there's no way for us to clarify or to purify our life. Mm -hmm. That's why... The gospel, the good news of Jesus, is critical to everything, and that's why salvation by grace through faith is literally the only means of salvation. Yeah. So if our salvation, the Bible specifically says that our salvation is not a reward for the good things that we've done, yeah. because you cannot do enough good things. So if salvation is anything less than a gift, then you don't have it right because you have you would have never earned it and if it could be lost you would have lost it now here's to answer this question or to deal with this question here's where this gets amazing if i am trying to earn something i have already been given i am investing my life incorrectly and i'm investing my life in an incredibly frustrating way uh, I just talked about this uh, in the weekend services last weekend. I have to think of the date. Well, we uh, it was uh, like May 14th, I believe, was the Sunday. Yeah, Mother's Day. Yep, Mother's yep. Day weekend. 2023. I just had a big conversation about this. And what I said in that conversation was this. If you have anything in you that says, I am somehow deserving or responsible for my salvation, that I have done something or I have become something that causes me to receive my salvation, then what you will also have in you always is a deep insecurity that I have not done enough or I am no longer who I thought I should be, and so I've lost it. Yeah, It's impossible. And that's why God is so clear in his word that salvation is by grace, the unmerited favor of God, through faith, choosing to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the sole source of our salvation. Mm -hmm. And it is not by works. It is not a reward for our, our, uh, our behavior. Now, it's funny. I teach on that, taught on that just, you know, uh, uh, on Sunday a couple weeks ago. I will have people stop me every time, <laughs> and and I and I love them. I'm not even frustrated by this, but like I had a lady stop me, and she and uh, a friend here at church, and she said um, that can't be true. In fact, she asked me to do a podcast on it. So here's here's your podcast that were <laughs> that you asked me to do. You have never received such quick customer service in your whole life. <laughs> uh, so we we're talking out on the patio. She's like, that cannot be true, and I said it has to be true. And, and she said, and this was all loving, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we love each other. We're smiling back and forth. She said, she said, it cannot be that easy. I said, it has to be that easy. Mm. Uh, and I said, I said, think of it relationally. Uh, and so she has children. I have children. And I said, you, 
oftentimes what we do is we confuse our salvation with the working out of our salvation with fear and trembling. Mm. So think of it this way. Uh, being a parent is very simple. Uh, having a child, moving from not being a mother to being a mother, very simple process. Being a mother is very difficult. Sure is, yeah. See? Uh, getting married is very, very simple. Easy peasy. I could, I could uh, perform a wedding in my office in three minutes, legally, sign mm-hmm. the paper for you. Being married is very difficult, yep. right? It's, it's, a, it's, it's wonderful, but it's, you have to work at it. So what I was saying to her was like receiving your salvation 100% is a gift from God. Living in your salvation is difficult. And understanding that's important, but here's what happens. If I don't understand how I received it, I won't live in it. (laughs) So if I think salvation is a reward for the good that I've done, then I will live trying to earn something that I've already been given. If I believe that salvation is a gift that I'm given by grace— then I will live in gratitude and love in response to the gift that I've been given. And those two lives are completely different lives. Mm. So if I believe I earn my salvation, then I believe that God comes and inspects me. Mm-hmm. And what did I do wrong? And, and what did I do right? And, and who did I used to be? And now I'm not as patient as I used to be. And I, I used to be more holy and now I'm less holy. And, that's the path I'm going to go down. And the faulty assumption about this is that I was ever right with God. Yeah. Mm. That my room was never clean mm-hmm. because I can't clean it. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. That, this is why the, the psalmist says, my heart is so wicked, who can know it? Right. So I, uh, you know, when I grew up in church, you weren't allowed to smoke, drink, chew, date girls who do. So when I didn't drink... I can say, well, I don't have any alcohol. Well, why not? Well, because it's wrong. Well, what, what, if, you, what if somebody else has a alcohol? Well, then they're less of a Christian. Well, isn't that judgmental? What, so aren't you just being self-righteous? Didn't you just try to make yourself righteous? Mm-hmm. So can I make myself righteous? No, of course not, because all we got to do is change the subject. Let's talk about pride. Let's talk about worry. Let, let, let's talk about your thought life. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your motives. Let's talk, it's impossible to do it. So if I believe that God is inspecting God because I have to earn my salvation, I will, I will give my life to passing an inspection I'm not under, which will cause me to withdraw my life from the things that God actually wants me to do. Now, all you do is change the base if I believe what the Bible says, that salvation is a gift, yeah. then I live from gratitude. I live from gratitude, right? And a life of gratitude is going to cause me not to try to give my energies toward being self-righteous. My life of gratitude is going to cause me to live in the righteousness of Christ. Mm-hmm. So now I don't want to sin 
<clears throat> I don't want to dis- distort God because I don't want to. I don't want to distort or walk away from the one that I love. Mm-hmm. I want to love the things He loves. So suddenly, like when, uh, like when the when the the young uh, Pharisee came to Jesus, like, what do I have to? What's the biggest commandment? He's like, love me, love people. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, what? Yeah. And Jesus is like, yeah. All, There's got to be more than that. All the laws and all the prophets hang on those two commandments. Well, but I do love you. You're on the right track. Love people. Well, what about praying three times a day? Love me, love people. Mm-hmm. Pray without ceasing. Mm-hmm. I love Heidi. I don't schedule my interactions with her three times a day. Sure, yep. Right? Love God, love people. Well, what what about making sure I'm I'm separated from the world? Yeah, I can't hate your brother and love God. Mm-hmm. Well, he's a sinner. Well, so are you. Mm-hmm. Love God, love you, and and we we overcomplicate, which makes the burden heavy, the yoke heavy, and the burden hard. Mm-hmm. And Jesus says, "My yoke is easy, my burden is light." So it it all goes back to how we receive salvation now. The Apostle Paul says, we receive our salvation by grace, by faith. It's a gift. Then he says, should we go on sinning so that grace may abound? And then he actually says it with an exclamation point. He goes, certainly not. Right. Because that sin is an attack or a reflection of the relationship I have with Christ. So this is not, not everybody goes to heaven. Mm -hmm. You must place your faith in Jesus Christ. And it's not I prayed a prayer, now it's a free-for-all in my life. Mm -hmm. It's not hard for me to get married. It's hard for me to turn my life over to Heidi. It's not hard for me to be a dad, especially for guys, easy peasy, (laughs) right? It's hard for me to give my life to raising the children I've been entrusted with. Now, it's the richest parts of my life, Mm -hmm. but it'd be way easier. So for me to say, yeah, I'm a dad, uh, where's your kids? Oh, I never, I don't even know. I don't even see them. Well, it's, yeah. it's life giving stuff. And that's why, that's why sin is sin because it's destructive. It's either destroying your relationship with God, which is the uh, highest commandment, or it's destroying your relationship with people, which is the second commandment that's just like it, or it's destroying yourself. And so how loving is it of God to look at us and say, Hey, there's some cancer in your life. Hey, your water's contaminated. Well, God's just being a jerk. No, he's trying to offer you a pathway right. toward life by pointing those things out to restore all that. Paul says in Romans that that the law is meant to show us our sin mm-hmm. so that we can walk away from the things that put distance between us and God. But he also says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Yep. Right? So... Mm. Such a good verse. <laughs> how, how do you? How, and the Bible also says John three sixteen. Jesus, or John three seventeen. Jesus said, "God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through Him might be saved." Mm-hmm. He's not out to get you. He would have got you. Yep. Like what? What? What part of your life is going to pass inspection if you put it under a microscope? He 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 would have got you by now. He's out to extend His grace and lavish His mercy uh, upon you. So. How can I pass inspection? You can. Well, mm. how? You let Jesus be the one who takes the test. Yeah. So when I put my faith in Jesus, God looks at me through Jesus. I love my uh, my son Josiah. I've heard him say this a few times. I don't know if it's original to him, but it's a good one. He said uh, he said a lot of times when we think about getting to heaven, he said think about 
you know, kind of make up this picture that when I go to heaven, uh, I go to the pearly gates and St. Peter is there. And he says, uh, he said, think of it this way, that you have to present your transcript, your high school trans- mm-hmm. transcript to God. And if you don't have a 4-0, you can't go to heaven. And he said, uh, what happens a lot of times is you try to have a 4-0, but you can't get one. It's impossible to get one. So what you think is, well, maybe if I had a 2-5, maybe if I had a 3-1, maybe God would let me into heaven. But the standard is 4-0, and it's Mm -hmm. non-surrendable. So what we tend to do is we tend to go to Jesus and say, Jesus, help me get a 4-0. Show me how to study more. Mm -hmm. Show me how to work harder. Show me how to do better. What we need to do, the only way to heaven is not to ask Jesus to help you move your GPA. Mm -hmm. The only way to heaven is you go to Jesus and say, Jesus, can I have your transcript and you take mine? Mm -hmm. And when I go to heaven, I don't present my transcript. I present Jesus's. I just heard heard somebody talk through a version of that where they were saying like they were actually – picking a little bit on the idea that God is the God of second chances. Yeah. Because that that phrase, what that subtly implies is that I'll just try again. Yeah. I'll just do it again. And they, they were saying, like, if you gave a second grader, like, an AP calculus test, and, of course, they bomb it, and then you're like, don't worry, Jesus forgives that test. Here, try again. So the second grader can bomb it again. Like there's no way for that second grader to pass that. And so we have to depend upon Jesus. There's no other way through it. There's no there's no other way through it. And and any thing in us that says that there is is a distortion of the gospel. Yeah. Christ has to do it for us. When Jesus died on the cross. Get this image in your mind. Jesus died on a cross. He looked at you watching him die on the cross, and he said, what if I take your life and you take mine? Mm-hmm. I'll take the penalty. So good. I'll let the wrath of God be poured out for me. I'll be this, the fancy words of substitutionary atonement. I'll pay a debt I don't owe because you owe a debt that you can't pay. So how about I take your sin and you take my righteousness. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a gift. And then he said, it's finished. And it's finished. Yep. This is done. This is the way that this works. Now, when I obey Christ, I'm expressing gratitude and love by taking advantage of the life that he purchased for me. Uh, when I serve Christ, I'm expressing gratitude and love and worship. I'm taking advantage. It's the more abundant life that Jesus talks about in John 10, 10. I'm taking advantage of that. When I disobey or I fail, I have a loving God who forgives and restores and a loving God who points out my disobedience so that my relationship can be restored, right? But I am not passive. My car did not start because I forgot to pray last night. (laughs) Right. When I face a trial, I face it with joy mm-hmm. because God is going to use that trial in my life. It's not a, I don't face punishment with joy. Right. And even the scripture says, even discipline, when I do rebel against God as a believer, and I, like a child, 
can disobey a parent without severing a relationship with one. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Bible says God even disciplines those he loves as sons. Everything is in that context of that gift. Those are not achieve salvation, lose salvation conversations. That is all within the context of being a child of God and a son of God. It's so or good. daughter of God. Yeah. It's so, so good. I, I hope that this is locking in. Um, this is a conversation that I feel like we need to have a version of all the time. Yeah. Because it's so easy to slip into that mindset of I have to earn it, I have to make this happen. And we need reminded of God's grace. We need reminded of what Jesus has done for us. That's that's the beauty of celebrating things like communion. It's the beauty, or I should say observing um, and celebrating. It's, it's the beauty of Easter. It's the beauty of all the things. When we talk about the essence of the gospel, it's locking into what has Jesus done for us so that we can then live in the gratitude and the freedom of life that he offers as opposed to the burden of trying to accomplish it ourselves. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> guys, let me tell you something. I wrestled with this a lot in life. I was probably 35. So I was a pastor for 13 years, had a undergrad and a seminary degree, a master's degree. And I probably still did not understand this. Mm -hmm. And it really was discipled into me by my friend Dave Ferguson and my other friend Dave Bellis. Um, and I wrote a couple books about it. Uh, One is called Reset, Why Mm -hmm. Discipleship's Not About Trying Harder. And the other is called Five Assumptions About God and Why They're Wrong. And, and that is that was me processing, like, yeah. because I was told, here's the next sin you need to deal with. You make your life pure. Yeah. And it was so drilled into me. And, and um, it's fascinating. When I got my head around this, I actually struggle with uh, symptomatic sins way less. Sure. Um, because they're, they're, I don't want them part of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. I also recognize that the depth of me being a sinner way more. Yeah. Because I realize it is grace, grace, God's grace that uh, brings salvation and makes me a, a child of God. That's so helpful. Well, I hope a couple of things here for our listeners as we wrap up. Um, maybe this is making sense to you for the very first time. And this is something that you've been trying to navigate on your own and do, and you've never felt like you've measured up to God's standard. And maybe this is the moment where God's meeting you and your play, you're, you're running, you're driving, you're just in the quiet of a moment. And God is saying, this is for you. I'm trying to offer you a gift of life. And if that's you, first of all, I pray that between your heart and God's heart, that you would take the time to give yourself to him and let him give you that gift of salvation, we would love to help you navigate that. We would love to help you walk through those steps. What does it mean to now live and experience God in that in that pathway? So if we can help you in that, if that describes you at all, please reach out to us. That's what the church is really for, is to help each other in this spiritual journey. We would love to do that alongside you. If you have any questions that you'd like us to get to, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org slash messages. And if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of it, make sure you subscribe, follow, rate, and review our podcast. If you're looking for a church place to join in with some other folks that are following Jesus and living in this gift of salvation and exploring what it means, you can always join us in person or online here at Grace Church. Thanks so much for jumping in with us today as we continue to see God's voice through all the mixed messages around us. See you next time.